0: I got into a strange state of consciousness. Everything in my surroundings became changed. The colors, forms, and also the feeling of my ego. I became really anxious that I had taken too much. Then I asked my assistant to accompany me home. We had no car available. I, we went home by bicycle. I think many, many people
1: Uh, who have taken LSD have a lot of respect for that ride, you know. (laughs) Realize what it means to bicycle.
2: Welcome to Voices of Esalen, I'm Sam Stern. Today we celebrate Bicycle Day, a modern holiday of sorts that commemorates Swiss chemist Albert Hoffman's bike ride home from his lab on April 19th, 1943, after ingesting 250 micrograms of lysergic acid diethylamide and in the process creating the first recorded LSD trip. When Hoffman originally synthesized this compound in 1938 in the Sandoz Pharmaceuticals Laboratory in Basel, Switzerland, he deemed it next to useless and put it up on the shelf to be forgotten. But for some reason, five years later, something within him told him to take a second look, and the rest is history. Today's Voices of Esalen episode is a treasure, I would say, drawn from our extensive archives. It's an interview with Albert Hoffman himself, conducted by none other than Stanislav Grof who is sometimes known as the godfather of LSD psychotherapy. Groff was a Czechoslovakian psychoanalyst who was enormously influenced by Hoffman's discovery of LSD. In his research in Czechoslovakia, he oversaw tens of thousands of LSD trips. Groff would emigrate to the United States in the late 1960s, and he spent more than 10 years as a teacher-in-residence at the Esalen Institute during the 1970s and 1980s. Here he developed the practice of holotropic breathwork, and he was also one of the founders of the school of transpersonal psychology. In this interview, Groff and Hoffman explore a host of topics, including Hoffman's discovery of LSD. How on his first trip, Hoffman freaked out and thought he was going insane, and then thought he was dying. How Hoffman then soon became aware that his new discovery would have immense significance to the field of psychiatry. Why Hoffman believed LSD could be used as a model psychosis and a way to study schizophrenia, How Hoffman collaborated with amateur mycologist R. Gordon Wasson to create a synthetic version of so-called magic mushrooms, which would be known as psilocybin. How Hoffman traveled to Mexico with Wasson to deliver this modern version of mushrooms to the famed Corandera Maria Sabina, who had introduced Wasson to the mushrooms in the first place. And much more. They end this interview by speaking about Hoffman's reaction to the way LSD escaped the laboratory and infiltrated culture during the turbulent 1960s. This interview was conducted at Esalen Institute in 1984, just one part of the ever-evolving and complex tapestry of history that unfolded here in Big Sur. I hope you enjoy it.
1: So it's a tremendous pleasure and um, honor for me to be able to welcome you here. Uh, You've had tremendously uh, profound impact on my life, personally and uh, professionally, since the time when I the first psychedelic experience—it really was a beginning of, of an entirely new um, direction of uh, my life. So I would like to uh, introduce um, Dr. Hoffman and to the extent to which he needs uh, introduction. He uh, became uh, world-known for discovery of a drug that uh, is probably the most controversial drug ever developed uh, by man, which made its entry into science as a really. Uh, scientific sensation, uh, holding tremendous promise in uh, the research of uh, schizophrenia for uh, training of professionals, uh, creating an entirely new wave of interest in uh, psychopharmacology in combination with uh, tranquilizers, holding tremendous promise in psychotherapy and then having the uh, misfortune to get out of control and created uh, a lot of societal turmoil, upheaval, administrative uh, repressions, uh, legislation. And uh, I think what many people haven't been uh, aware of until recently is that the observations from uh, psychedelic research, particularly LSD research, would probably become a very important uh, contribution to what has been now referred to as the emerging paradigm. So it was a very, very influential discovery. And what I would like to ask first is that, uh, in many instances where LSD was described, and you were mentioned in that context, it was usually referred to as, as an accident, accidental intoxication. And I know that the history was somewhat more complex, that uh, there was much of scientific uh, thinking that went into that uh, process.
0: Yes, it's true that I, it's often written that LSD uh, had been a chance discovery but it was the outcome of a, a plan, the outcome of planned experiments, and uh, it these experiments took place in the framework of pharmaceutical chemical research. It could better be described as being the result of the result of serendipity. Mm-hmm. That means that serendipity means uh, you look for something, you have a plan, and then you find something other different, but maybe useful nevertheless. That's exactly what happened with uh, with LSD. I had developed a method for the synthesis of lysergic acid amides in the framework of studies to synthesize a natural ergotalkaloid. At that time, in the thirties, a new ergotalkaloid had been discovered which is named ergometrine, or ergonovin, which is the real, the active principle of ergot, which is the reason why ergot is, has been used and still used in obstetric, to stop bleeding as an oxytocic, to stimulate uterus activity. And this alkaloid ergonovin turned out to be an amide of lysergic acid. Until now, it had not been possible to prepare such kind of substances. And I, finally I d- discovered a, a procedure, a chemical procedure, and really I could then make a partial synthesis of ergonovine, And I used then, that was the first synthesis of natural ergotalkylate, and I used this procedure then also to prepare amides, First, modifications of ergonovine. And one of these modifications, metagene, it is an analogue, a homologue of ergonovine, is today the leading medicament in obstetrics to uh, stop postpartum bleeding. And I used this procedure also to make not so close uh, modifications, uh, far more different from my modifications, more different than metagene. One of these compounds was the lysergic acid diethylamide. And the plan was, the intention I had was to prepare analeptic circulatory and uh, breathing stimulant. You found
1: some uh, indication in the early animal experiments that there was agitation, so there was some kind of.
0: Uh, no, I, I made this because uh, it was an analog of coramine. Coramine is. Uh, diethylamide of nicotinic acid. And lysergic acid had some uh, structural analogy. It has also a ring, a nicotinic acid ring. And so I hoped, because of this analogy, of the structural relationship, to get an analeptic. And, uh, but uh, our pharmacologist did not find the special, interesting properties of this lysergic acid diethylamide. And they... Um, the, it was dropped out of research that happened in one thousand nine hundred and thirty eight but I had a strange feeling later that one should again test the substance more in a broader scale A uh, strange thing that uh, in general, if a compound is not found to be of interest, it is dropped out and finally finished but then, in five years later in forty three I again I again repeated the synthesis of lysergic acid diethylamide and at the end of the synthesis i got in a very strange condition dreamlike condition which uh, all my surrounding was changing and also the feeling of the of reality had changed and it was rather agreeable but in any case i had to i left laboratory and went home and Mm -hmm. laid down and had a nice uh, enjoyed it, a nice, dreamlike state, which then passed away. Did you I had, immediately uh,
1: have the suspicion that this was a drug intoxication? And
0: or? I had a suspicion he must have something from the laboratory. But I uh, believed it could have been uh, caused by the solvent that I had used at that time. I had used uh, d something like chloroform, uh, for at a fi- final step of preparation. And um, the next day in the laboratory, I, uh, I sniffled from this, uh, from this solvent, and nothing happened. And then I thought, maybe that the substance itself I had prepared, I, I had nothing. I was careful, all was very clean. Uh, I had nothing tasted, of course. And uh, maybe that it would have been uh, that some trace of the substance had passed by some way in my body. Maybe that a drop of the the solution came on my fingertips and had passed in. In any case, if this compound was the reason of this strange experience I had, then it must be very, very active. That was clear from the very beginning because I had not taken anything. And therefore, being a cautious man, I, I I thought I must clear up this thing, and I must must make some some experiment with Pi to find out what was the reason. I started this experiment with only 0.25 milligrams. That was an extremely low compound, and there was no compound which could have had any activity. But I thought uh, then I would increase very cautiously the quantity to see if this was active. It turned out, when I had ingested this quarter of a milligram, it turned out that uh, I had taken a rather very, very strong, a, high, a very high dosage of a very, very active compound. I got into a uh, strange state of consciousness. Everything in my surrounding became changed. The colors, forms, and also the feeling of my ego. Had changed very strange, and I became really uh, anxious. So something that I had taken too much, and then I asked my assistant to accompany me home. At that time, and we had no car available, I uh, we went home by bicycle. I think many many uh, people who have taken LSD have a lot of respect for that ride. You know, <laughs> realize what it means to bicycle. And then, um, then I had during this trip home on a bicycle it was about six kilometers we had to Mm. uh, no four kilometers and any case i had the feeling that i would not move from the spot i mentioned then in my reports afterwards this i mentioned this this trip on bicycle to show that was that was a disturbance of the time experience as an example of time of to experience a quite uh, utter, uh quite a certain time and then it is uh, bicycle trip was always became rather and characteristics of the lsd discovery but not important any case w- I, we arrived home and uh, then i w- became in a very very bad condition i it was i was such a strange a reality and such a strange new world, I had entered that, I had believed you may have become now insane. And I then asked uh, my uh, assistant to call for the doctor and when the doctor arrived, I told him that I had the feeling that I was dying. I had the feeling that my body was absolutely without any um, feeling anymore and he tested me and shakes the head and said, everything okay, art, everything okay. And uh, then, uh, nevertheless, I, it became worse and worse. And um, when I was uh, lying on my, on my couch, I had the feeling sometimes that I was already, I had died. I believed I was out. I had the feeling to be out of my body. And it was a terrifying experience. Mm-hmm. And then um, the doctor did not give me anything. I, I drank uh, a uh, lot of milk that as an uh, unspecific detoxicant and then after about six hours the experiencing of of the outer world changed. I had the feeling to come back from a very strange land home to our our everyday to our reality as we see it and like it. How again home from a very strange land. And that was uh, then very, uh, very, very uh, um, happy feeling and a very happy experience. And I, at that time, also, I began to enjoy these, uh, these when I misclosed, I, this strange uh, play of colors. Oh, the wonderful play of colors. Really was um, a pleasure. To observe and um, then I got to sleep and next day I was quite being quite fresh and like newborn and it was it was a an April day and uh, when I went out in the garden and had uh, been raining in the night uh, I had this feeling that I saw earth and the beauty of nature so really at it had been when I mean, the creation was created really, and the first day of creation was a beautiful experience. Reborn and seeing nature in a quite uh, mm-hmm. new light.
1: We have seen uh, this, this kind of uh, sequence then very, very regularly in uh, psychedelic sessions, the, the death-rebirth process. I wanted to ask you if during the time when it was happening it was just death, or did you have actually the feeling that you were also
0: involved in some kind of birthing process? No. It was, as I said, the first phase was a very terrifying experiment. Because I did not know if it would come, and uh, I would recover. I had the feeling first that I became insane, and then I had the feeling to, to die. And, it was, and after, when I was, came back, I had the feeling to be of reverse, of course, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: But there but was no connection to actual memory of biological birth? No, no. And then you became aware that this this drug would be of, of
0: significance to psychiatry. And immediately, I became aware that it was important for psychiatry. But at that time, I just would say I had, would never, never had believed that this substance could be used in the drug scene, as just for pleasure. It had, uh, I had such an uh, a deep and uh, deep and mystical, not in every respect pleasurable effect. I never had the, the, the idea that it could be used just for a pleasure, as a pleasure deck. It came then in the hands of a psychiatrist, uh, the son of my of my boss at that time, to, uh, Dr. Stoll, who was working at Burghölzli, the Psychiatric mm-hmm. Institute of Burghölzli, and he made the first experiments with uh, LSD, or oh, first we, did, we uh, checked it in our laboratory, because my, uh, the head of the pharmac- uh, pharma- uh, of chemical department, Professor Stoll and Professor Rodley, the head of the pharmacological department, it's impossible. You may have made a, a mis- mistake when you, when you make the dosage. Hmm. It is impossible that such low dosage can have any effect. And then, uh, also, Professor Rothlin uh, made an experiment with, with his, his two of his assistants, but they took only, uh, they were not so sure about their uh, attention <laughs> they made, they took only a fifth, one-fifth, 50 micrograms, one-fifth that I have taken to check it. And uh, even then, they had a really uh, full-blown uh, ex- mm-hmm. uh, experiment, uh, experience. And then it was clear that uh, that it was really a substance with an activity of a quite new dimension. And then, as, as I said, it came in the hands of Professor Dr. Stoll, uh, Werner Stoll at Zurich, and he made uh, really the first uh, fundamental study to use LSD and in the clinical conditions. He gave it to first um, to normal person he himself too also 50 micrograms on fifths as I said what I had and he described his experience is uh, a classical description of LSD experience in his publications which uh, 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 which then was published about 47. 40 40 We We may have uh, 47 yeah and uh, he used it also in schizophrenics and in other patients And he outlined really uh, most of the uses that LSD could have had in in psychiatry. And he suggested as one of the more um, very important uh, possibilities of LSD, that the psychiatrist, he himself should use this substance, make and self-experiment, to uh, enter into the world of uh, changed consciousness. Uh, the world uh, of his patients, and he uh, and he did as I said. He made uh, he uh, gave an example of such a an, uh, procedure, and he uh, also outlined how LSD could be used uh, as an adjunct to psychoanalysis, not as a medicament, just to give to the patient, but to I- to improve psychoanalysis, because. Uh, it turned out that LSD has the effect to bring into consciousness forgotten or repressed um, experiences, and it helped if they are trauma- of a traumatic nature it can have been the cause of mental disturbances. And it LSD has the first, eff- uh, the far n- first effect that it um, it improves suggestibility it improves the contact between uh, the uh, patient and the, the psychiatrist. And based on these effects, he suggested that LSD could be a very useful adjunct to in uh, psychoanalysis.
1: You really outlined the three directions that became uh, fundamental in the early research, yes. which was the, the concept of model psychosis. This could be interesting for studying schizophrenia. Yes. The second was a training tool, and the third one was then uh, adjunct to psychotherapy, or a therapeutic yes. tool. Yes, yes, exactly. So this was, this was in a nutshell, the story of discovery of uh, LSD. Yes. How long did it take then before uh, Gordon Watson connected with you, uh, ah, that
0: is as, uh, very sacred mushrooms, ah. psilocybin. Uh. Uh, then, um, I should say, was the story of LSD. At the first 10 years, it was really a wonder child. And we had a rea- positive reaction from everywhere. About 2,000 publications, scientific journals came out, and everything was beautiful and fine. And then, in the beginning of the 60s, uh, here in the United States, uh, LSD came entered into the wave of uh, for of, of, of drug use in the drug scene and then in the drug scene and became within a short time in the midst of the 60s drug number one and uh, then it was of course it was then used uncautiously people were not prepared about the deep effect and could not stand and then it happened all these uh, things really um, which then it caused LSD to become uh, the infamous to be a satanic drug and we had a uh, really uh, it was a troublesome time we hadn't sounded like a telephone telephone and uh, and uh, alarm that uh, this had happened that had happened and so the breakdown and uh, really it was no more it was really became an uh, Instead of a wonder child, it uh, became um, a problem child. child. Mm -hmm. But then this also uh, slowed a bit down then at the end of the 60s. And one day I saw in the newspaper, notice that American ethnologists had discovered mushrooms which uh, uh, are used in a ritual way by the Indians and which have uh, at the time was always used the term hallucinogenic activity. It produced LSD-like effects. And of course I did not know who had, um, who was really, who were these uh, ethnologists. But I, of course, I would have been interested to get from these mushrooms to, to investigate them. They came by themselves. Then uh, I got a letter from Professor Haim in Paris. Professor Haim was a, myco- a mycologist and uh, the w- one of the discoverers, the, the, discoverer, the ethnologo- ethnologue, or ethnologist? Ethnologist. ethnologist, ethnologist, American ethnologist, that was also Mr. Wilson and his wife, who had discovered. Uh, and had published about the, the, uh, the discovery of a new, of a very old uh, mushroom cult. And uh, um, they had then asked a mycologist because it were, uh, to do make the botanical investigation of the mushrooms. That was Professor Haim. And he uh, then also, after he made all the botanical work, and he tried also to isolate the active principles and he did not succeed. And also, Professor uh, uh, Mr. Wossen had, in the United States, had initiated chemical studies, Mark Schramm-Tohm, and in Delaware, at the university, and uh, they had not succeeded. And Professor Haim thinking that uh, the people in Basel who had uh, worked with L.S. David had some similar effects may have mm-hmm. experience with such kind of substances. And so he asked me to, if I would be interested to work, to, to do the chemical work. So LSD attracted the mushrooms to come in my laboratory. And uh, then we first, we had only mm-hmm. some two, 300 gram of these mushrooms. We uh, tested them in animals, which uh, we had some experience with LSD. Uh, that what kind of pharmacological activity could be expected from uh, such kind of active principles. But uh, we didn't see anything. So pharmacologists said, oh, probably the mushrooms are not active at all. Maybe that's the mushrooms, or when they had been dried in Paris, they had lost their activity. In any case, uh, to clear the problem, I decided to make a self-experiment. And I took uh, the dosage as it uh, was known from the old uh, prescriptions in the old chronicles where these mushrooms are mentioned, 2.4 grams of dry mushrooms, and I had a full-blown LSD experience. Mm -hmm. And it was very strange. Um, I took it at home. No, I took it in the laboratory, and I had to also go home because it, I had also again <laughs> taken uh, dosage which was rather high at home. everything turned i had never been in Mexico before everything turned to be Mexican mm. surroundings everything, mm. and I knew i said oh, no, you imagine that because you know these the mushrooms come from Mexico, therefore you imagine that uh, this all and I tried to see I knew how my uh, rooms where at home was Mexican, and uh, I had a, a, a colleague, a doctor who serv- uh, supervised me for this experiment and he ch- when he checked my blood uh, my blood pressure, uh, he had a feeling uh, he was an aztec priest he had he was a, a Germanic face, but he had became an Aztec priest, and I had the feeling he would opened my heart, <laughs> and this was really an, absolutely a an, an, an Mexican an, uh, experience. Then, after some hours, I, I came back again from this Mexican uh, landscape. And and then I knew that uh, we had not we had not used the right tests, and uh, we had one test, this activity in Maine, and therefore, with uh, my colleagues, with my co-workers and myself, we then tested the extracts we, we make from the mushrooms. We uh, extracted with different solvents and fraction, fractionating as procedure as it used in general for to isolate active principles. And we had uh, we used as test we ate these fractions, tested them on ourselves. How many steps does it take? And oh, what was the, the overall period uh, that it took? About uh, we had about five, six steps. Finally, we had a very, very uh, small quantity, so milligrams, which were the uh, activity was concentrated, was still a and we could make a paper chromatogram. We put in a paper chromatogram, and it turned out it was the it was, so substance was concentrated in four phases in four phases and we cut the paper chromatogram and uh, four of I, uh, myself and four of my colleagues who ate these, these fractions and one fraction turned to be active and then we could make some this fraction it crystallized and we had the color reaction specific of this fraction and we could go and isolate the active mm-hmm. principle. it turned out it was two substances which i named psilocybin and psilocybin. Uh, uh, because these uh, substances came out, have been isolated from psilocybe mexicana. Psilocybe is is, uh, most of these mushrooms, these magic mushrooms, which used by the Indians, belong to the genus psilocybe. And then when we had these substances, of course, they went in pharmacological testing. Turned out they are about... 100 times less active than LSD, but still very active. It means uh, about 5 milligrams as active dose, 5 to 10 milligrams. and uh, we found many analogy in, in the pharmacological picture of these substances. And then I got a letter from Professor Moore in Delaware. He said, you have solved the problem of these mushrooms. We have worked for more than a year to isolate it, we, could not, we could, were not able. The, we had tested this, all our extracts in animals, all kinds of animals, mm. even in fishes, but we did not have a lead, we not, could not find any lead. And he sent me the rest of his substances, about 12 kilograms of uh. mushroom. <laughs> still after that. And what was uh, the overall time that it took you to...? to uh, uh, half a year. And uh, it turned out that the substances the isolation I had made with my, myself and a and, uh, and uh, laboratory, uh, laboratory assistant. And then I took the whole group to elucidate the structure and we could also then make the synthesis. And we had in hand the basic material from our research for LSD, namely uh, derivatives of uh, tryptamine which would be used for the synthesis of uh, psilocybin and psilocin.
1: I understand that then later uh, the, the drudges were taken to Maria
0: Sabina, who ingested... And, and then uh, I got in uh, contact, of course, this uh, American gentleman, Mr. Wilson. He was a banker by profession. He was an amateur, a mycologist. He was impressed he did not know what that what that means. Active principles. The mushrooms were active for him, and he came to Basel to visit us. And I showed him then the crystals, the real active principles. And it, about, it means about only one half a percent, half uh, of a percent uh, of the ac- of the mushrooms uh, represents active principles. Instead, to, uh, you had to instead to eat five to ten grams of mushrooms we had to take five milligrams Mm -hmm. and he was quite uh, fascinated about to see these crystals and and then he said oh there is another another uh, magic drug the Indians use which is not yet um, elucidated not uh, not um, studied uh, scientifically and that is all of you was it true that Maria Sabina actually took ah, the uh, yeah. Chemi- yeah. chemical yeah. And, and then Sabina. we, uh, we, went, we I went with him Mexico, to Mexico uh, to study further other magic plants. These all seeds, and another one, uh, a salvia, a salvia divinorum, then a new salvia species which the Indians also use, like the mushrooms. And we also visited then the curandera, uh, the shaman, shaman woman, who had given the mushrooms to this american ethnologist to gordon wasson who gordon wasson was the first white man probably who had ingested this, this mushroom himself during a, a ceremony with the mushrooms and uh, we then also visited maria sabina and it was in late in in summer in fall already and there were no more mushrooms and he explained to maria sabina That uh, we had, I had isolated the spirit of the mushroom, and they were now in these pills, in these little pills. There was the spirit of the mushroom, and she was fascinated, and uh, he agreed to make a ceremony for us. And always you had to uh, have a, a reason to. It is the. This mushroom ceremony is, is, is a consultation. You have to have come to ask go to the doctor or to a psychiatrist to have some problems. And Gordon said, we have left. I have left uh, three weeks ago um, Mexi- um, New York. And my daughter had to go in the hospital because, uh, expect, expecting a child. I do not know anything what happened with her. Can you, can't the mushroom take me? Tell me what happened with my daughter and what happened with her. That was the reason they made a ceremony for us. It was a beautiful ceremony. It came, not the shaman, her daughters and other shaman colleagues. And it was really a beautiful thing. And then we gave her her these tablets of synthetic psilocybin and explained, I knew how he used a, a certain number of mushrooms and I knew uh, the corresponding quantity of, of tablets. And then it was a, really a full-blown wonderful ceremony which lasted until the morning. And when we left, he said, that, uh, really these tablets contain the spirit of the mushroom and she w- I gave her quite a bottle of synthetic psilocybin mm-hmm. and she said, now I can also carry out the ceremony when we, uh, the ma- no, there are no more mushrooms. And so from then you then moved to Ololuqui, uh, trying to... Decide. And then at that time, uh, so I got also Ololuqui via the inter... Uh, via Gordon Wosten a Zapotec Indian collected these uh, seeds. They are all the seeds of certain morning glory, of the morning glory family of the conullas here. And these seeds are used like the mushroom, since uh, the similar way as the mushrooms in ceremony for kind of magic healing and for uh, divination. In ceremonial framework, I got these uh, seeds from the Stapotec Indian, and we isolated uh, these uh, active principles, and I was quite astonished that these seeds contained, as active principles, lysergic acid amide, lysergic hydroxy- hydroxy- ethy- hydroxy- acid and a bit of uh, ergonovine, the uh, lysergic acid propanolamide, substances that I had all on my, on my shelf from my studies with, with LSD. Mm-hmm. Really, I did not believe for myself that it's impossible that, that lysosthic acid derivatives are produced by mushrooms, by, fungus, by, yeah. a, by a fungus. And the it liquid- was even in. Uh, it wasn't known in botany. That, and, in that the, and, in the, and now these uh, seeds, or liquid seeds, are the seeds of, of a flowering plant which in the evolution of the plant kingdom are quite as a region. And that is quite absolutely unusual that you find the same things in a quite different place of Mm -hmm. this plant evolution.
1: I heard that uh, your colleagues actually at the beginning accused you that maybe there was some contamination by... by LSD of the
0: samples? and the That is true. Uh, wow. I gave a report, first report, on these results in '60 at the International Conference on Natural Products in Sydney. And when I presented this, uh, my colleague shook the hand and said, oh. <coughs> it's impossible that you find in this dif- quite different uh, section of the plant kingdom the same principles. You may have mixed something up. You, ha- you are working with all kinds of... Uh, derivatives and you know, something you have mixed up and uh, that is the reason and mm-hmm. but finally of course it could confirm our experiments and it then, that was the closing of a kind of magic circle as I told you I started with lysergic acid amides made then the metrogen and uh, LSD and LSD attracted the uh, mushrooms and the mushrooms attracted Olulyuki, and the Olulyuki, I, f- I found again lysoxiazidamides. Mm-hmm. That is m- mm-hmm. my magic mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said. Have you actually uh, tried uh, Olulyuki yourself? Of course we mm-hmm. tried it, it. It is about uh, 10 times less active, because we need, uh, not, uh, you need 1-2 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And it's not quite the same experience. What, what, what was that
1: experience like?
0: And the experience is rather, it has a some strong narcotic effect at the same time. At the same time, a narcotic effect. It has a, a strange effect that you of voidness. You have a feeling to be everything is is void, has no more meaning. But the things, everything lose the meaning. You got in a kind of of void, of, uh, uh, the experience of a feeling mm-hmm. of voidness of everything. It also a uh, magic. Is, is a, a very mystic experience? Mm-hmm
1: usually when you read psychedelic literature you know there's a distinction being made between the so called natural psychedelics alkaloids such as psilocybin psilocine, mm-hmm. uh mescaline that that uh, are produced by the plants as such, yeah. as compared to LSD, which is referred to as uh, something that came from the laboratory because it's mm. semi- semi-synthetic. Yes. And I understand that you have a very different feeling about it. Yes,
0: uh, and then I realized, uh, when I discovered lysergic acid, my derivatives in Ololubi, I realized that LSD is nothing other than small chemical modification of a very old uh, magic drug of Mexico. And LSD belongs, therefore, by its chemical structure and by its activity, into the group of the magic plants of Mexico. It is not; it is a, it is; it does not occur in nature, but is a, just a small chemical variation. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you you must; uh, it belongs to this group as a, as a chemical. And also, of course, mm-hmm. it's a use, and therefore i um, the the use of LSD in the drug scene is can be seen as a profanation of a sacred drug mm-hmm. and as the profanation is the reason that LSD had not uh, had not beneficial effects in the drug scene that the opposite it became um, a very um, rather an uh, it uh, produced terrifying effects mm-hmm. instead of beneficial effects because the misuse, a wrong use, because it was a really a profanation. It, it should have been put the same taboo and the same um, reverence that the Indians have to their drugs. If that mm-hmm. would have been transferred to LSD, uh, LSD never would have had such mm-hmm. bad, become such a bad reputation. Mm-hmm
1: the attempts to to isolate the alkaloids from
0: uh, salvia divinorum and uh ah, yes when the, we the was, yes i was yes, this court in mexico we had also uh, another another uh, drug the indians use in as as we have the mushrooms that was a uh, salvia nay and uh, salvia species which had not been identified and mm-hmm. after long long and very uh trip in the serum Mazateca and finally we found a uh, curandera who made us a ceremony with his, with his plant. And we could then, and we uh, had um, an experience with it. it. It makes a juice of, of fresh fresh leaves, the juice, and then mm-hmm. it is used like the mushrooms. And I had, and also um, Gordon, and, Gordon Watson and my wife, we had some effect, but very mild. Very mild, different from mushrooms. But anyway, it's clear cut effect. And you attempted the isolation? And uh, I I took leaves and I took uh, extracts, made extracts, uh, pressed shoes, uh, collected the juice, and take, took it at Basel in my laboratory, but they were no more active. Mm-hmm. It seems that the active principle is very, very easily destroyed Label, yeah. and uh, would not go on. It's, this problem mm-hmm. is not yet solved. So, And uh, but uh, this plant was a new species of Salvia, Mm -hmm. and it was then uh, determined at Harvard, and given the name Salvia divinorum because it is Mm -hmm. uh, it is a wrong name. Salvia divinorum Divinorum, should say divinatorum, but the bad bad Latin. Mm -hmm. He didn't know very good Latin. this botanist. Mm -hmm. I was not very happy with the name because Salvia divinorum means the Salvia of the gods, but it is Salvia of the divinatorum of the of the the priests. Mm -hmm. And in case, now it is uh, in the botanical literature, it is under the name Salvia Divinorum. That was Dr. Schultes who did the... at Harvard, who did the... Uh, no, it the was a member. It, so it right. was the same institute, but there were two other mm-hmm. botanists who gave the name. Did you make any more attempts? Uh, were you interested in some other plants? No, no, no more.
1: Was this work interrupted
0: somehow because of the political administrative problems at uh, Sandos? Yes. Would uh, you
1: have felt like continuing yourself?
0: I, um, as I have already said, this uh, dra- this abuse, or misuse in, uh, in the drug scene, had um, brought many troubles to our company, and then also there came these all legal res- restrictions from the health authorities in nearly all countries, and. Uh, of course, the uh, management of our company mm-hmm. was no more very interested in the things. Did you yourself have any plans or interests? And uh, I followed the literature, but uh, I had so then that there were the problem of the Amanita muscaria mushrooms. And uh, I tried to get these mushrooms also for, to isolate the active principles. Uh, but then it turned out that at the University of Zurich, Professor Eichler had already nearly solved the problem. Not just solved the problem, but these mushrooms are used by uh, the Siberian mas- uh, uh, shamans. And what uh, had been isolated from these mushrooms, which had been collected in our country, Mm -hmm. Uh, where uh, substances that uh, have a narcotic effect but not at all hallucinogenic and uh, psychedelic effect. And I believe that, uh, that was my suggestion and I still uh, believe it, that the mushrooms that grow in Siberia must be... uh, It's conceivable they have a different chemistry. They have a different different, Mm -hmm. uh, chemical race. It is Mm -hmm. known that depending where the mushrooms may maybe botanically Amanita muscaria, but not having mm-hmm. the same chemical, chemical composition and i tried to get <coughs> from these mushrooms but the, this uh, contacts i had uh, russian colleagues said oh this, this year uh, they are already uh, finished the season next year oh, this year there oh, were no grow <coughs> no no uh, mushroom growing and the next year all those excuses i did not get the mushrooms and finally i discarded mm-hmm. the problem
1: was this somehow inspired by Gordon Watson, by
0: his idea about Soma, that yes, Amalita exactly. Muscaria? Yes, because he believed that I mean, that the old Soma, which is mentioned in the Vedic uh, uh, scriptures, that his famous Soma would be Amalita Muscaria. But the outcome of these studies in Zurich showing that Uh, the active principles are narcotics and not stimulants, not psychic stimulants, not uh, psychedelic products. This uh, was an objection to the the theory. And I believed I could solve this by using, (coughs) by studying these uh, Siberian mushrooms, which was not possible because I could not get it.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Except, uh, controversial reports, uh, many people who have tried it and just got sick or had a more trivial delirium. Yes. And uh, some people report some variable experiences, but it's certainly nothing as consistent as it's not consistent, mushroom, it's
0: not, not, uh, not sacred mushroom, sacred mushrooms. Yeah. Uh? I don't think that it's something different from the mm-hmm. Mexican mushrooms, which uh, have a clear-cut psychedelic effect. Mm-hmm.
1: Gordon Watson has now a, an article and uh, also a, a book which is being published on the last meal of the Buddha, suggesting that that Buddha's uh, death was somehow under the influence of, of uh, psychedelic mushroom. There's a, there's a uh, linguistic problem there. It's not quite clear whether it was a pork or whether it was a, something that is translated literally as pork tidbits, which is a name for a a mushroom, and I understand he, he worked with a team of people trying to uh, support this hypothesis. So.
0: I cannot give any judgment about this hypothesis. Maybe he may be right, uh, but uh, it is f- uh, as you said, it is uh, mainly a problem of semantic. What that means that if art is real, was it's really mushroom, or was it another, another mm-hmm. thing? Uh, this, this scripture in Sanskrit, maybe translate it in different ways. I cannot give any judgment about this theory. I would like to move away from this sort of um, cultural and historical
1: uh, explorations and go back to to chemistry. And although uh, pharmacology is not your primary Interest. Uh, mm. I wanted to ask a question. There doesn't seem to be unanimity as to why, why LSD is active, why it does in the brain what it does. Oh. Know, there are a number of theorists, the serotonin oh, hypothesis. We have
0: done some research. We had uh, uh, labeled LSD with carbon-14. Then you can follow its metabolism in the organism. Strangely enough, we found that, of course in animals, lsd is excreted to 90 percent very soon and only 10 percent goes into the brain and into the brain it is located in the hypothalamus and that is the center where the emotional functions are mm-hmm. concentrated this corresponds uh, also to yes yeah, to the effect because the emotional sphere is uh, stimulated by LSD and the rational sphere Mm -hmm. are rather depressed. That we know. And of course, it is not uh, LSD that produces these deep psychic changes. The action of LSD can be (coughs) understood only that it it interacts into the chemism, uh, which is uh, is, uh, is underlying uh, psychic functions in the brain. Uh, LSD being a substance, it can work also to substances. And the substances uh, these are this structure <coughs> in, uh, in, in the brain, which uh, then interact with with uh, LSD. Chemicals have an uh, interaction to, to chemical substances. Mm-hmm. But these structures, also there is some knowledge about what kind of structures these are, which then give rise to these uh, effects. Um, it was found that LSD is a very specific and strong inhibitor, an antagonist to serotonin. Serotonin is playing a very important role in the chemistry of, of psychic functions in the brain. And um, LSD was found to be a really specific inhibitor. And it was put out the theory that uh, that is an explanation why LSD works. I mean we cannot understand then uh, the leap from a chemical reaction to a psychic mm-hmm. to a psychic experience but any case um, the, the, basic chemi- the basic chemical the uh, basic chemical background of this can be studied only and that uh, what believed but then when we had uh, that this was an, an English pharmacolo- pharmacologist had discovered that LSD was this really a very very specific uh, antagonist to serotonin, uh, we, uh, our pharmacologists were interested to have uh, an LSD with this with this, is this is, uh, serotonin antagonism without hallucinogenic effect uh, because uh, serotonin could then be uh, such a, a serotonin antagonist could be used as a medicament mm-hmm. because serotonin is involved uh, in certain inflammation processes and in migraine production. That was then the two brominated, and uh, then we LSD. made all kinds of derivatives, and then also bromo, bro- one brom uh, LSD, which then turned out that it has uh, the same anti serotonin effect as LSD, but without any psychedelic effects. And there is this hypothesis, of course, was uh, could not be uh, sustained longer anymore. Uh, but it may be that uh, what this serotonin antagonism is studied of not in the brain, it is studied in in the periphery. And maybe uh, because that in the brain, uh, nevertheless, this antagonism plays an important role. So you still have the question of the blood-brain barrier? Yeah, w- yes. To what extent extent it you know. And then it has also effects mm-hmm. on other, uh, other uh, uh, transmitters into dopamine and to adrenaline, and it is very complicated. And that is also a uh, feature of uh, LSD, that it had been a very, very useful and is still a very useful tool in brain research. Mm-hmm.
1: I would like to ask you, since uh, LSD was such a major discovery of, of your life, it became very much part of you, and also you experienced the effects, and you've seen what it can do if it's properly used, uh, what was your reaction to what happened in the '60s in the United States, when suddenly there was this unsuspected uh, turn of
0: events? Well, I was very sorry, really. Um, I, um, as I said, I had ne- would have never expected that it had been could be used uh, misused in such a way. And uh, now I have the feeling that uh, the situation has become. Had improved because you never hear now in the, in the newspapers as it, as it happens at time every day, you never hear about some um, accidents with LSD. people who use it today he you know they know how to use they it they know how to use it, and uh, therefore also I hope that the health health authorities become the insights that uh, LSD, if it is used properly, is not a dangerous drug, but it's very important. I don't, wouldn't like to say drug, although I said say We never should say drug to this. It's a connotation with something bad. We should use another name. Uh, that LSD, if it is a psychedelic substance, if they are used in the proper way, they can be very helpful for mankind. You wrote a book, uh, LSD, My
1: Problem Child, and I heard you say at the conference that uh, you hope that uh, uh, you might see the day when your problem
0: child will become a desired. Child, maybe that, um, that I, I myself will not uh, uh, see this day, but maybe later. At uh, so, some I'm sure the things, uh, the truth finally comes out. And the truth is, is that if LSD is used in the right way, it is an important and a very useful. Uh, a very useful agent and uh, because uh, LSD is no more playing any important role a bad role in the drug scene and because now uh, from from psychiatrists uh, who now uh, try to to submit uh, their um, their, uh, experiences with this substance to the health authorities that uh, LSD becomes available again in the normal way mm-hmm. for the medical profession, and that uh, that would be then uh, then then it would be uh, possible that LSD could uh, play the role it really should, namely a na- beneficial role. Do you have a do you have a vision, an idea as to how you would like LSD to be used? Uh, uh, we have we have a kind of model in this. Uh, in eluses uh, and also in uh, in these so called primitive societies where these drugs are used. They are sacred drugs, that means they need a, 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 a corresponding uh, preparation. Preparation uh, to a quite uh, other kind <coughs> of uh, to be prepared to another quite different kind of activities and other uh, psychotropic um, agents have. It is quite uh, another thing if you have a ba- pain relieving thing or some euphoriant, or if really the very essence of human beings, the consciousness, is attacked. It, it, uh, our very essence, the absolute, uh, which you explained today also, in your, um, is the consciousness, the I, that's absolute, which without I, without my consciousness, the consciousness of every individual, there. Does not exist anything, and uh, this really, this very center, very core of the human being, is influenced, consciousness influenced by this kind of substances, and therefore they are, I, excuse I don't like it always repeat, uh, they are sacred, uh, sacred drugs, because what is sacred, even not. Uh, as a consciousness of the human being. And something with mm-hmm. a practice must be handled with, with reference and with mm-hmm. consciousness.
1: I think many of us who have experienced psychedelics you know, feel very much uh, like you do, that it's a, it is a sacred tool. It uh, opens uh, spiritual awareness. It opens ecological awareness. And I think uh, in the kind of world that we have today, that might be one of the few hopes uh, that somehow uh, will develop tools that, that change the consciousness
0: that has created the, the crisis that we are in. Uh, it could be uh, one factor which uh, works in the right direction into what we say is a new age, which, which must come if uh, if change can if things can change on our Earth, we must have a new concept of uh, reality and of uh, a new um, concept of of values. And LSD could help to improve, to produce a new concept.
1: I would like to thank you. You have given up your uh, leisure on this beautiful day uh, <laughs> and come to be here with us.
0: I really appreciate it. Oh, I, thank you. And thank you for uh, letting me come in here. I enjoy uh, really this very beautiful landscape. And this it is uh, so wonderful to be here. And also the atmosphere, uh, which is in this institute with uh, old friends and colleagues. It uh, is a great experience for me. Thank you too. Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening to Voices of Vessel, and today's episode was produced in conjunction with Shira Levine. Our music is by Nico Holloman. Until next time, be well.